0: Bone saws baby. Chapter 1, In Which Our Boy Is Offered A New Opportunity Hey, how's it going? So I was minding my own, standing on the line, soldering the wires I was hired to solder, when all of a sudden I got a sense somebody was looking at me. Everybody gets that from time to time, that feeling in your gut, that little tingle in your nerves, and then you look up and, well, sometimes it ain't nothing. Sometimes you get that feeling and end up whipping your head around like a goddamn parrot on a stick but there ain't nobody or nothing there, even though you could have sworn seconds before there was. Other times, though. Other times you look up, and a whole room full of twitchers with body mods is staring right at you. That's what happened to me the morning I got my ball squashed by a zombie wearing a Vidy viewer. Yeah, but wasn't all thems wearing Vidy viewers? Did all them squash your balls? Please, for a moment... Imagine the longest pregnant pause in the history of knocked-up comedic devices. Thank you. Now imagine, at the end of that pause, the following voice saying this in your head. No, numbnuts, they did not all squash his balls, just the one. So yeah, I looked up, and they was all looking back at me, And all of them have video viewers embedded in their faces, and barrel arm biceps janked into their arms, and nimble digits sewed into the digits. Freak me right the fuck out. And then they all twitched. At the same time. Right ear to right shoulder. Which was even freakier, obviously. Oh shit, I said. Them bowl cuts, what was supposed to be monitoring everything, kept tapping away at the screens in the forearms, oblivious. Until the twitches next to them reached out. All of them even the ones nowhere near a cut, and grabbed them by the necks and squeezed and didn't stop. Then they ripped off their arms. And their legs. And their heads. And their eyes. It was like late August summer vacation, and someone gave that little psycho Timmy up the street a hammer and a pair of pliers and set him loose in the terrarium. I grabbed my soldering gun and slapped my forearm. Come on, you fox! My good buddy, Ham, entered the floor from the hallway took one look at the dead bowl cuts all around him, and made a beeline for the emergency exit, which was nothing more than a recessed door in the wall. Didn't even run, the dumbass, but power walked, stiff-legged, like his Pollux was shoved up his elementary canal. Two twitches clocked him and fell in behind. Ham reached the keypad and punched in the combo. Nothing. He consulted his forearm, tried another one, still nothing. The twitches pressed on, ten feet away, five, Ham panicked and hit the little red button on the bottom like a maniac three times in a row. Bam, bam, bam. Then twice with a pause. Bam, bam. And the door formed out of the wall, and he fell in, but it was too late. The twitchers was right there, and they fell in after him. As the door closed, one pulled his arm back, ready to smash and tear and rend and whatever else it decided to do. But the door caught it and severed it right in two. That seemed to be a signal for the rest of them. One group of twitchers made a kamikaze run and threw themselves out the windows. Another group rounded the wagons and turned the arrows in, started tearing out each other's implants. Give me that nimble digits, rip! Give me that barrel-arm bicep, rip! Don't need them second-sight eyes, do ya? Rip! The rest attacked anything what wasn't a twitcher. Four of them leaped on one poor schmuck, took him down in a pile, tore out his eyes. Another lurched up behind some guy who hadn't noticed what was going on, grabbed him by the head, broke his neck. One kid. A little skinny dude with long gray hair and sunken eyes almost made it off the floor. He sprinted for the exit, got one foot into the hallway, but a twitcher pulled him back by them greasy locks, spun him around, grabbed his wrist, and broke it in half. And the kid, he's just standing there staring at his wrist flapping off the end of his arm in shock or seriously stupid because the twitcher took it as permission to rip his arm off. Then it started beating him with it. Never seen that. I've heard people threaten it, but I never actually seen it. Same thing must have been going down all over the place, because a siren ramped up and the overhead shut off with a clunk, replaced by one of them red revolving lights, like what the cops had on top of the cars way back when. This light was not helpful. Now, instead of being able to track every last twitches, every last goddamn movement, all I could see was a strobe light of chaos punctuated by violence. Here a snap neck, there a snap neck, here some blood, there some blood, everywhere some blood, blood. I fell to all fours and scrambled under my desk, holding the soldering gun in front of me like it'd make a difference. To increase the tension, an explosion rocked the building. One of the twitchers flopped on its side in front of me, smacking its head on the floor, and sparks shot out of its goggles. And then it shook all tortured-like, seized up, and died. Just like that. Until it didn't die no more. What I mean is that it came back online. Its eyes flashed open. See me cower in there? And it reached out with its nimble digits, striving for what I could only assume to be my precious little eyeballs. Another explosion rocked the building, and I said, fuck this shit, and scamp it out from under the desk. Made sure to kick the twitcher first. Okay, I didn't just kick it. I stomped it. Like a, a curb stomp, only without the curb. So, a regular stomp, I guess. Anyway, I stomped its face, stomped its head, stomped its neck until it was just a pile of mush and bone and gray stuff. And then I took off. Smoke filled the room, and little fires broke out of the walls, so taking the elevator wasn't an option, and sprinting down the stairs wouldn't get me out any faster neither. Plus, the hall was probably flooded with twitches, and I think I've established that them twitches wasn't fucking around. The only way I'd get out alive was to make it the ham's door and hope it'd open for me. So that's what I did. Ducked any twitches when they reached for me, kicked a couple when they got too close, a third explosion rocked the joint and sent me to the floor, and the building took to shaking so much that I couldn't stay on my feet, so I crawled over the bodies instead. I was almost there when I came across another dead twitcher. Remember before, when I told you I got my nuts squashed? Well, I was halfway across this dead twitcher, pulling myself along, foot by foot, when I reached out and squeezed my nuts. No shit. If you got nuts, you know what a nut squeeze feels like. If you don't, well, I mean, it ain't like childbirth, I get that. But it ain't like no other pain, neither. No comparison or metaphor works to describe it. You know what it feels like? It feels like getting grabbed by the nuts. So that sucked. Had to jam the soldering gun in the stupid thing's eye. And when that didn't stop it, the pervert, I had to jam it in this other eye. Then its left ear. Then its right ear. That finally persuaded it to stop. The door was about ten feet away. I had the choice of crabbing through the ruck on my belly and risking another ball squeeze or two was standing up and bolting and risking a lungful of death. At which point, I'd crumble to the floor and probably get my ball squeezed. I compromised. I got to my feet, but hunched over while I ran. Reached the door zip-zap-zoop, coughing my lungs out, and started pounding on the keypad. Ham! Ham! Open up, it's me! The floor shifted. The building groaned and whined as a fire ate through its guts. Ham, it, I showed you how to use your thumb! A couple of remaining twitches whipped their heads around in my direction. They stumbled forward, gnashing their teeth and, you know, twitching. Ham, God damn it! I hit the keypad over and over. The twitchers tripped over a mound of burning flesh. The one I just escaped? You know, the one with the thing that grabbed my balls? On the other side of the door, I heard something bang. Bam, bam, bam. 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 Ham was trying to get out? The hell? The first of the new twitchers grabbed me by the shoulder and spun me around. I threw myself back and the thing lost its balance and fell forward. And I kicked it off me with one foot, ham, I heard the noise from inside the room again, just on the other side of the door, Bam, 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 holy mother, There were numbers on the keypad, of course, one through nine, so it could have been one, two, three, one one, he was telling me, or one one one, one one, one. or three two, I don't know, or I could have just hit the red enter button three times and once more then once more, and so I thought to myself. Might as well. And punched it three times real quick. Bam, bam, bam. The second twitcher came at me. I slammed the red button again. Bam! It reached for my throat and... Hold on a sec. I just realized that you ain't got the slightest clue as to what's going on. I'd apologize, but apologies is for suckers. And I might suck, but I ain't no sucker. I do feel the need to clarify some information. More because I want to tell a good story than anything else. So let me back up a bit and get you up to speed. Here's the deal: forty-four hours before I got attacked by a bunch of assholes with body mods and got my balls squeezed, yeah, I ain't letting that one go. I was living the good life at the bottom of the bottom, booze in one hand, a stack of bills in the other, and three of the laziest trippers in the world pretending to dance in front of me. I held out a single. Hey, Dallas! One of the girls turned a lidded eyes on me. It's Chardonnay. Whatever. You want to Washington or what? She rolled her eyes and came over. Let me tuck it in the strap of a thong before shuffling away. When I looked to the left, O'Neill was occupying the space next to me. I nearly fell off my stool. Fuck's sake, O'Neal. Big spender, huh? You scared the crap out of me. He pointed at the girls wobbling around on the stage. Me sitting here scarier than that? What do you want, O'Neal? How do you know I want something? I'm just out on the town, enjoying the city's amenities. You're a hard guy to get in touch with. Where you been? Since that robot werewolf job? As far away from you as possible. That's understandable. I know. You looking for work? You kidding? It's the one I told you about before. Heist job. Get in, get out. Simple. Single corp, right? Yeah. Simple heist job my ass. Look, I know it don't sound too easy, but... Why don't you get Kevin Johnson? He's a sucker. Kevin Johnson's busy. Sure he is. Is it Fleet Week or something? We watched the girls shimmy around for a few minutes before O'Neill sighed and said, I can't take this anymore. It's like watching drug cattle. He hopped down off his stool, slapping a five on the bar. Come by the office tomorrow morning if you're interested. We could really use a guy with your particular skill set on this one. I really didn't have no intention of taking the job. I was still flush with cash, and even though I know it would run out at some point, working for O'Neill came with its own set of negative consequences. And when he said... Simple heist, Tom. All I could see was the glowing red eyes of that werewolf robot boring in on me. But the best laid plans and Lenny and George and all that. Because three hours after he left, I stumbled out of the bottom of the bottom and into the early morning bullshit of the city. Which is another way of saying I got thrown out of my ass into a side alley. Speaking of alleys, well, 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 look who we got here. I was in such a fog of alcohol and pussy that I couldn't exactly place a voice at first. All I knew was that whenever someone said that to me after I'd been thrown out of a strip joint, the results was usually less than spectacular. Who's it? I said, peering into the dark. And out of the shadows stepped Alley Boy. You might not remember him, but I sure as fuck did. He was a little run O'Neill sent a couple of days before about the werewolf robot job, and I stiffed him, and he never let it go. Alley Boy by himself I could handle. Sober. But I was drunk, and he'd brought two of his friends. Hey, Alley Boy, one said. Concave cheeks, deep-set eyes, honker like a baboon's. This the guy you was talking about? Yeah, that's him. Well, let's get this over with. The third kid just stood there, chin down, eyes up, a creepy little half-smile on his face. He was bigger than the other two, with rounded shoulders and thick arms and legs. I swayed there, using the wall to hold me up. What's wrong with that one? He's special? Alley Boy and Baboon Nose guffawed, which pissed old Weirdo off because he started throwing punches. Yeah, he's special, all right, Baboon Nose said, fending off the blows. Then he clapped Weirdo's ears and screamed, Knock it off! And to my surprise, Weirdo complied, kinda hunched back a little, resumed his post. Baboon Nose adjusted his shirt. His pop liked to beat him up when he was a kid. He tapped his temple. Too many concussions. Weirdo responded by removing a knife from his shirt. And when I say a knife, I mean a knife. Five-inch lock-back stainless steel blade, brass bolsters, genuine ram horn handle. It was beautiful. He ran the blade along his thumb, leering at me the whole time. I whistled, appreciative-like. <whistles> nice pig sticker. You steal that all by yourself? Weirdo's smile fell into a sneer, and Baboon Nose said, No, he took it off his pop, after he slit his throat with it. That don't make no sense. Well, maybe it'll make more sense after he slit your throat, too. I had enough of that horse shit. I was drunk and tired, and I wanted to get to bed. So I looked up into the sky, up to the left, just over the shoulders, and said, Holy shit! Never failed. All three of them fell for it and in less than a second I snatched that knife out of weirdo's hands and stabbed him four times. Two in the obliques, two in the guts. He slumped against the wall, and Alley Boy and Baboon Nose looked down at him. Come on, you fucks, I said. And that's when Baboon Nose took out his own blade. It was a lot bigger than mine. So was Alley Boy's. The next morning I woke up in the alley, sliced and diced and robbed of all my worldlies. Them kids knew what they was doing. Carved me up like a French chef. Deep enough to hurt, but not deep enough to bleed me out. Sitting there amongst the trash and dead things, my thoughts ran wild. How did Ollie Boy find me? I mean, my habits was pretty habitual. I did like my booze and my coos, but... I'd never imagine a little cunt like him would have the intelligence enough to... And that's when I realized it. O'Neal, that fuck. He must have tipped the little bastard off. I took out a cigarette and lit it with my last match. There were some hollow-eyed kids at the other end of the alley, sitting around a fire in an open barrel. I thought it was kind of cute at first. Then I thought it was a little hacky. I mean, couldn't they have chosen some other pose? A few of them was tussling over something and, well, maybe tussling ain't the right word. They was brawling over it. Seriously, biting and kicking and scratching all elbows and eye gouges? I gotta tell you, watching kids fight is hands down one of my all-time favorite things second only to boozing and sex and drugs and movies and long walks along the river. Then one kid kicked the other kid square on the nuts, which might have been an effective strategy had the other kid had nuts. But he was a she, and biology don't work that way, get it? Nuts are no nuts. Getting kicked between the legs hurts to one degree or another. And the girl went down, and the boy who kicked her ripped the whatchamacallit out of her hands and held it up in triumph and... I swear to God this is true. It was a rat. A friggin' rat. Oh, and it was dead. Fighting over a rat ain't a fight. It's survival. So that was gross. And sad. I didn't stick around to see what they was going to do with it. Choosing instead to pound pavement. And it only got worse from there. What had happened since the day before? The city was crap yesterday morning, sure. With the starvation and the homelessness and the income inequality and all that. But now it was like Moore's Law in reverse. Like... Every day compounded the misery of the human condition two bits by two bits. And even worse was the Tequani corpses hulking in the gutters with the talons and the rotten skin and the armored backs. Single Corp. was supposed to clean all that up. Said they'd harvest the corpses, which I didn't doubt for a second. But so far, they'd only managed to pick up their own hybrids, the Skeels and Sniders and such. O'Neill's front window was still busted when I got there. Thanks, Kevin Johnson. The front door opened with a ding. And Ruby looked up from her desk with them Coke bottle glasses. She looked like a frog, with elephantysis of the eyes. What's going on with the ding? I asked. The ding? Yeah, the ding. Didn't you hear it? I heard it. I just don't care. Well, why'd you install it? Ruby shrugged and took another sip from her mug. Ask O'Neil. He's the one who did it. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of questions for that little fuck. He in? Yeah. Oh, good. I was about to march back to his office when there was the bang of a door slamming open, followed by what sounded like a squeaky wheel being pushed in my direction. Which was fitting, because a few seconds later, O'Neill wheeled out the oldest-looking lady I ever seen in my entire life. Crepey skin, gnarled nails, wispy hair, the hunch in her back rolled like sand dunes, and her toothless mouth was puckered and wrinkled. But her eyes, her eyes was cold, clear, blue, and alive. They pierced right through me. She looked angry. Or constipated. O'Neal wheeled her right up to me. O'Neal, you fuck, I said. You set me up. The fuck you talking about? The kid Alleyboy Boy and his friends ripped me off in the alley last night. I showed him all my cuts. They sick a cat on you or something? Yeah, very funny. Look, I ain't got nothing to do with that nonsense. Alley Boy's got his own thing going on. Bullshit. Bullshit, bullshit. We stared at each other. Is that why you came here? To get pissy at me for something that wasn't my fault? Yeah. I mean, no. Ah, fuck. Sounds to me like you need a job. Yeah. No thanks to you. Whatever. He gestured at the old crab in the chair. Here it is. The job I was telling you about. What are you, a pimp now? It ain't that kind of job. This is June. June, meet this guy. Hey, June, I said. You gotta make a boom boom? O'Neill sighed as he strode around a chair. Don't talk to her like that, you idiot. He took a picture out of his back pocket and handed it to me. It was the silver bullet in all its glory, including the suicide nets. Nice shot. You take that yourself? Yeah, thanks. You want me to steal the whole friggin' building? Don't be an idiot. O'Neill. I'm a little confused. I thought Single Corp was one of your clients. One of my best. Then why are you stealing from them? Seems like you're cutting off your nuts to spite your cock. Who said I'm stealing from them? You did. Last night. Simple heist job, you said. Eh, things changed. June's peculiar. Peculiar how? She wants you to steal some of the tech and bring it back here so she can put it in herself. I looked at her. She sat there, still, almost lifeless. The only way I knew she was alive was because she blinked. What'd she want? Barrel arms? Second sights? Not that either of them would help. It's something new. Still in R&D. June said they're experimenting on it, using their meat. Meat was what we called all thems what worked for the corp, because there wasn't worth nothing more than meat. So what do I gotta do? You gotta get yourself injured. Injured? How badly injured? Like, owie my thumb injured? Or somebody put my guts back in injured? Somewhere in between. Bullshit. Leans a little bit toward the last one. I thought about it. I thought about a lot of things. I thought about all I went through in my life. World War I, World War II. I thought about my time in the hole. I thought about training with Zoot in the Coliseum and old Mr. Feldman's zombies. I thought about Wildcat and Coatle. I thought about that death robot. I had a lot of shit happen to me, you know? Over a century of shit. Whatever. What it really come down to was whether or not I had anything to lose. And in the end, I didn't. Plus, I was broke. Okay. I said.